Welcome. Thank you for joining us today on the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We are excited to bring to you testimonies and kingdom insights from apostolic leaders across the country. If you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review with any suggested topics you may have for future episodes. Let's jump in. We are honored to have Sister Mindy Olson with us today. Sister Olson is a licensed minister with the UPCI and is currently heading up the Deaf Ministry for the United Pentecostal Church International. We are honored to have her with us and to share her passion for Deaf Ministry and also some exciting things coming up. Sister Olson, thanks so much for being here. It's good to be here. Deaf Ministry. I know we discussed it earlier in the, in the car on our way over here, but when did you feel called to take up sign language in general and then how did it lead to you moving into using that for deaf ministry so i have a very unique story um my father was a pastor in wisconsin and i went to christian life college in stockton california and my third year in college my dad called me and said that he really felt that god wanted me to come home and i was going to be the youth pastor at our church so uh, immediately i thought nope Dad's not in the will of God, but obviously, yeah, he was. Um, I went home, and we were right in the middle of a building program. And, you know, he brought us all in on a Saturday, and he had all these plans and the blueprints and everything laid out. And for a female, I didn't care. I'm like, just build it. (laughs) We'll fix it once you get it up. Um, But that whole day Saturday was all about how the building was going to be and all that. I went to sleep that night, and I actually had a dream. And in my dream, I saw the new building, exactly like we had discussed and that Saturday. And this side was all my young people worshiping God and praising God. And this side of the church, there were all these people with their hands in the air doing sign language. And at that time we had no deaf in our church whatsoever. And um, I thought, oh, that's so cool. We've got deaf in our church. And uh, after I woke up, it was like the Lord spoke to me and he said, "Uh, what are you going to do? If a deaf person came to your church right now, who's going to tell them that I died on the cross? That's awesome. Who's going to tell them that I love them? Who's going to tell them about salvation? And I was like, I, I don't know. I, you know. I didn't know sign language. I knew a little bit from you know, way back, but not enough to speak to somebody. And so it, the, it, the burden was right there. And so I walked into my dad's office, and I sat down, and I told him of the dream. I said, Dad, what are you going to do about this? And he looked at me and said, me? God didn't give me the dream. He gave it to you. What are you going to do about it? And I thought, I don't have the slightest idea. So I went to Barnes and Nobles and I got the first five books of ASL, how to, you know, sign. And I came back to the office and I told the secretary, I said, on Tuesdays, all I want to do is learn sign language. And uh, finally, I told my dad, I said, I've got to have people. I got to sign to somebody. And nobody in our church knew sign. So at that time, I, I compelled the church. I said, I believe. If we learn sign language, God is going to send us deaf people. And so every Tuesday, I would teach a sign language class. Now, granted, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, God, if you're in this, if this dream was truly from you, you're going to have to back this up with your spirit and help us. Amen. And so we started learning sign language. Within about a month and a half, we had our first call. Do you have a deaf ministry at your church? And we said, yes. Now, they didn't know that we were as terrible as we really were because I was like, I've never interpreted a church service in my life. And so we had the first lady and her son move from New York, came and within a couple months, we baptized them in Jesus' name. They both received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Wow. And we started our uh, deaf ministry. And um, it just kind of went on from there. About a year after that, we invited Brother and Sister Murillo to our church to do a workshop. 
And um, it just snowballed from there. And pretty soon we had 15, 16. Um, the other day I was going and I was writing down, we've, we've baptized at least 76 deaf people and 80 have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now they have moved or passed on or stuff like that. Yeah. But that was just, it was from a dream. God gave me that dream. And then I started, you know, saying, God, I need the skill. And so I went into the community, I found a deaf person, and I said, I need to learn ASL. And for a year, I would go with her from uh, appointment to appointment, and the doctor would talk. I would tell her what he said in English. She would change it into ASL for the deaf person. The deaf person would sign. She would sign back to me in English, and we did that for about a year. So I got personal, like up close, how it goes from English to ASL and ASL to English. And um, now I own my own business, Hands Up Wisconsin. I have about seven interpreters that work for me. And, um, but my passion is ministry. Do you feel like it was, uh, was it, do you struggle a little bit getting people to get on board with you as far as like other people wanting to get involved in this ministry? And then how did you go about, um, training them to, you know, go to other churches and things like that? Cause I, I know I had growing up, I had seen, you know, interpreters within our church services, but I didn't know that there was something this big because I, I I'll be honest with you, I would have never thought, a, you know, deaf ministry would be a thing. And I'm not saying that in a negative connotation, but it's just not something that is uh, uh, talked about a whole lot. And people don't talk about it a whole lot. But like you said, uh, it's it's a need and it's there and you're meeting that need. But how did you go about uh, getting more, so say protégés to come on board with you to train them. How did you get them to see that vision that God had given you to progress this ministry and fulfill this ministry and to, you know, express to them what God laid on your uh, your heart for not the UPCI but for people that are deaf that can't hear these preachers with their you know their vocal their their words. But I mean, all they have is your hands communicating to them. I mean, I'm sure there's diff- there's been difficulties over time for people that, you know, can't hear, obviously. I mean, what, do, does, do people really think about deaf people? I mean, how do they hear the gospel? How would they have ever heard the gospel besides another language? You know, we, we, we always think of our voice as a language and the words that we say, but, I mean, there's many different languages body language, everything. So how did, I mean, how did you get these people to come on board and, uh, you know, want to get into this vision of deaf ministry? Probably the biggest way is letting the deaf tell their stories. Because I can tell you right now, when a deaf person comes in the room and you start to interpret for them, their stories will make you cry. And that burden sits in there. And I know for my father, who was the pastor of our church, Instead of me teaching them on Wednesday night, I said, Dad, I want you to go in there. I'll interpret for you, but I want you to teach. And he got a burden because they would say, you know, they raise their hand and they'd have a question and say, well, why didn't my church ever provide interpreters? Why didn't my church? And I remember Darlene Hoffman, you know, she went to a huge Catholic church and she had said, um, she had asked plenty of times, can I get an interpreter? And they said, no. We just don't have the money for it. We can't pay. If there was more than one, then maybe we could raise the funds for it. But if there's just one, you know, we don't have the money for it. But then she sat there while her whole family sat there, not knowing anything, couldn't hear anything. And then she would nudge her husband. What are they doing right now? Oh, they're raising money for new pews. What are they doing now? Oh, they're raising money for missionaries. What are they doing now? Oh, they're raising money for a new sound system. She goes, do you know how I felt 
when they would raise money for all these other things, but my soul was not yeah. worthy enough to go to yeah. heaven. I, I wasn't worthy enough to know that Jesus loved me and yeah. died on the cross for me. And when she told me her story, you talk about cry. Yeah. And most people don't understand that ASL is a visual language. It's not a spoken language. It's a visual language. Like, for example, reading the word of God. You know, we as hearing people sometimes struggle because it wasn't originally in our English yeah. language. So we've got to go back to the original and we've got to do some studying. Only 5% of deaf people can read at a 12th grade level. 5%. Wow. So when they try to read the word of God or any books, I have people coming to me in services and giving me their mail going, is this important? Wow. Sister Mitty, can you tell me, do I, is this important? Do I need to know what this is? That, that grabs at your heartstrings. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you, you think about, okay, let's just take us here at this podcast or what is this called? Kingdom Conversations. <laughs> Kingdom Conversations. So there's going to be tons of people that are just going down the road listening to us right now. They can't do that. Yeah. If we want, if I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling like, Lord, I just need inspiration, I can turn on the radio and I can get in the spirit of God in seconds. Yeah. I can, you know, speak Jesus in the mountains, speak Jesus in the streets, speak Jesus to here. And, and you're like, in a, in a moment, you can get in the presence of God. They yeah. can't do that. Yeah. I can go to YouTube and I can get any preacher that I want out there and just get the word of God from him. They can't do that. Yeah. There are no tools. If I want to expand my ministry, there, you know, the United Pentecostal Church, PPH, um, they have tons of books on whatever topic you want. They can't, most of them can't read that. Yeah. There are no tools for our deaf people to get that in-depth relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's something that, that my heart goes out to because it's like, no, God, that's got to change. Yeah. And I didn't tell you this, but Sister Marilla and I just started a website called uh, Deaf Connections Incorporated that we are getting songs in ASL and going to put them on there. So if deaf people are at home and they want to get in the presence of God, they can just turn on the website and worship. How did you learn how to pray? Hearing, hearing someone. Hearing someone. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to my parents. How do deaf people learn how to pray? Nobody prays in sign language when you go to church. Everybody's got their hands down. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? There's things that we don't think about because we're not deaf. Yeah. We don't think in their world. Mm -hmm. And I, I do a little bit just because I'm a professional interpreter. But most of our pastors, most of our teachers, most of the men of God, they don't think deaf because they don't have deaf in their church. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not well known. You know, the statistics, if you put all the deaf people together, they'd be the third largest continent in the world. Goodness. That's crazy. I would have never thought that. There's millions and only 1% of them go to the church. And that's any church. 1%. That's, that's nuts. We're not, we have got to reach our world and the deaf world has no idea what the truth is. Yeah. Mm. Especially a lot of them that, um, and I, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on this, but especially a lot of them that were born deaf. Because I know that some people can develop that deafness later on in their lives that have heard, you know, but they, even then, up until they became deaf, they probably never heard of the gospel. But I mean, just hearing this, you know, I, like I said, I, most people in the church, uh, most people it just in anywhere, I guess, when it comes to the kingdom of God, we don't think about deaf ministry and the deaf people. I'll be honest with you, we, there's not a whole lot of people that think about how to minister to blind people either. I mean, obviously they can hear, but it's like it's different when you can see it demonstrated. Right. I, I remember hearing a story of a, of, of a blind lady that was prophetess, and she was 100% blind. But, uh, I mean, she could read your mail. She, she knew, I mm -hmm. mean, things about you that you 
probably had not thought about in years and all that kind of stuff and gifts would work through her but i mean the deaf people and the blind people that have never experienced this how are we reaching them on their level with, with their need we're worried about you know us who are perfectly able and capable you know in jesus name i want you to be healed and that's a great thing but what if god lays a vision and a burden on you to not have them healed but to minister to them and that's the thing if you ask them most of them don't want to hear mm. now some mm. of them will i have a couple that will but most of the deaf that sit in our congregations if you ask them do you want to hear and they'll say no because they they they're not used to it they've been in a silent word world all their life yeah. they don't know how to speak even if they could hear, you have to learn how to pronounce those words. You got to learn how to put sentences together. You got to learn what those sounds are like. And they don't know that stuff unless God does a miraculous miracle and gives them the language yeah. also with their hearing. Yeah. And most of them, even if they try to put like hearing aids on, they'll take them off because they're not used to sounds and it freaks them out. Yeah. Overstimulate. Yeah. yeah Overstimulate. So one suggestion I would make for pastors that are listening to this today is don't just assume they want to be healed. Ask them, yeah. why are you at the altar? Because yeah. I know some of them get very offended, and I, I hate to say this, but a lot of our churches don't understand that in the Bible it says that the spirit of deafness and blindness. Some of our preachers have come under the assumption that a deaf person is demon-possessed. Yeah. And it embarrasses our deaf people that they have to come, and somebody's trying to cast out a demon out of them, yeah. and they're not, they're not demon-possessed. They just yeah. can't hear. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sickness and disease and things like that, they always say are effects of you know, uh, evil spirits and things like that. But I never thought about that when it comes to like blind and deaf. It's like, you know, there was that one, I think it was a deaf or the blind guy where Jesus healed him. And somebody was asking, you know, has he been this way since he was born or was he this way because of his parents' sins and all that kind of stuff. And he clarifies that this is, he's not blind or deaf. I don't remember what he was, but he's not the way that he is because of his parents' sins or whatever, you know, uh, because of evil spirits, things like that. Uh, but I also look in the scripture like those people that uh, might have been deaf or blind, they actively wanted Jesus to heal them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of our healings in, in the kingdom of God, you know, those people got to want that, want that in faith that you, you don't want to be deaf or you don't want to be blind anymore. And it's interesting to hear, you know, people that are deaf that they don't want to be healed, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that because they're still a perfectly capable human being of believing and having faith and things like that um but i think it takes the heart of god and 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 walking in faith to be able like we said earlier being able to minister to them how they need to be ministered to because obviously they can't hear how 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 are are they going to even know about the opportunity to be healed if they can't hear what the pastor is preaching if they've not really read the word of god and they can't, they don't know how to read or something like that. I mean, how do they know that there is an availability of, the, of God that they can have their deaf ears opened uh, unless there's somebody who is communicating to them right. via sign language, sign language telling them this, this it can be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's, the, there's that opportunity for them to be healed, but I think it's such a wonderful thing that somebody... Uh, you know, that there's people out there that know sign language and can communicate the gospel to them and um, that they can know they, they can be healed and hear about Jesus and all those uh, things of the kingdom. I mean, like I said, how, how else would they? They can't. Unless, unless they were healed. But how would they yeah. know they can be healed if they didn't 
know the word. Exactly. And I think most of them um, don't want to be healed for the simple fact that they've got a world to reach. Mm-hmm. You know, deaf are going to win deaf more than a hearing is going to win a deaf person. Yeah. And I think those deaf that are in the church that are grounded are going, God, just give me the words. Give me the, the opportunity to go forth and to preach your word like you've taught me. Yeah. And they're willing to do, go do that. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at I look at uh, me who used to be on drugs and things like that and a hellion party animal in high school and all that kind of stuff. It's easier for me to minister to those people. It may not be easier for you to minister to those people because you exactly. can't relate to them. You don't know what they're going through. Right. There's no, uh, on a level, spiritual connection between you and them, but there is for me and them because I've overcome that and I know how to overcome that. And obviously the, it's, it's always Jesus, but you got to teach them to, like, it, you got to believe. You gotta, it's got to be a repentance. You got to have repentance in your heart that you don't want to live that ungodly life anymore. Mm-hmm. You've got to step into righteousness, which is only given by Jesus Christ. And so... I mean, those people won't know that. The deaf people won't know that until you communicate with them on their level. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just recently at, y'all had a deaf conference in Dallas. Um, how was that? Uh, 13 received the Holy Ghost and four got baptized. That's awesome. Yes. How many uh, people did you say were there? I think we, it was a low year. We had about 220, I think, uh, that were there. That's combining the deaf and the uh, interpreters that go for training. How is um, how is a deaf uh, conference uh, constructed? So do y'all kind of have it set up as a normal church service and somebody's just up there interpreting, somebody preaching, or what do y'all do? Well, as the secretary for 11 years, I've tried to make it where there's no hearing on the platform whatsoever. And the reason I tried to do that is because all year long, you've got hearing on the platform and somebody interpreting it. When they come to deaf conference, I like it in their language. And then we, the hearing, have to get interpreted too. I think that's a good change for them. Yeah, and uh, it helps us as hearing people to understand what they go through. So we try our best not to put any hearing on the platform. So it's all in ASL. That's awesome. Um, so the choirs are in ASL. The songs are in ASL. The song services and everything is in ASL. They take up the offering in ASL. Everything is in ASL if we can help it. Um, I don't know if we expounded on that a little bit, but can you explain what ASL is? Sure. Uh, ASL stands for American Sign Language. And um, one myth is everybody thinks there's just one. Every country has their own. So uh, Italian people do their sign language. Americans do our sign language. Every country has their language. Now, some have adopted ours, but ASL is a visual language. It's setting up a picture in front of your body with body language, facial expressions to get a point across in the tone of the speaker. Um, there is other modes of sign language. There's uh, PSE, ESE, um, which is PSE is a mixture of ASL and exact signed English. Exact sign English would be there's a sign for every single word that I'm saying. That is a little longer process. I don't prefer that one, but if I have to do it, I will. Um, but there's also other things that I just learned. Um, I had to, being a licensed minister, I had the privilege of our first deaf blind getting married at our church. That's awesome. And um, there's certain things that you have to touch them and draw on their back to let him know because he can't see his wife's face, that she's crying or she's laughing or she's smiling or she's walking down the aisle. And I had my first opportunity to be involved. Pastor Aaron Soto uh, officiated the wedding and I was interpreting for the couple. And it was the most beautiful thing in the world to see this deaf blind man who's been in church mm, many years now and um, come and they got married. They're doing wonderful in the church. And um, that was a new experience for me having to, you know, use 
his body to tell him where his wife is and what she's doing and how she's, how she's responding in that wedding. It was a beautiful thing. So obviously I know, uh, uh, sign language is sign language in of itself, but how does one go about receiving the spirit behind what you're saying when it comes to sign language? And I said, I, the reason I asked that is I see, I've seen you work many, many times and I can see that you are very expressive. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my wife, Jazzy, that, Watching you and then watching another person when I was younger who just kind of was doing sign language without really facial expressions or, like you said, the putting the personality, the spirit behind that person doing the sign language, you know, uh, how, how effective is that to them? And I know it's affected, effective, but from your perspective, how is that effective to them? They can't hear a tone. So the tone has to be on your face. You know, if in part in my vocabulary right now, but if I said, shut up, or if I say, shut up, those are two different shut ups. Absolutely. (laughs) And so when a preacher's preaching, you have to get his tone. Is he, is he sorrowful? Is he crying? Is he in the depth of that, that awesome presence of God? Or is he excited and wanting revival and getting his veins are popping? You have to let them know what tone this person is speaking in Otherwise, the message could be skewed. Yeah, sure. And if your facial expressions and your body language isn't showing, like when, when he's screaming, my hand should be at a bigger, you know, wider because he's saying it louder. If he's quiet and he's crying, they should be closer to my body. So they have to lean forward to see it yeah. because they're into it. So to me, I don't want them leaving church with a different perception than a hearing person. Yeah. They need to have the same thing, whether they're hearing or whether they're deaf. To what the pastor said yep. and me as an interpreter i have to make sure that i pray and i seek god because i want that same anointing mm. that god puts on him yeah. to be on me because at that moment i am the preacher yeah Absolutely. to them and it, it, it the same goes with when you're when you got a spanish you know and in an english service mm-hmm. and the, whoever the spanish minister is or whoever's preaching and whoever's interpreting that interpreter they need to in a way they need to be in the same movement in the same spirit as how the preacher is preaching so yes. that those people can fe- get the whole experience of what's going on there. Um, I had a question for you, and I completely forgot. So a few minutes ago, you were talking about um, how us as hearing people can go to YouTube, find our favorite message, sermon, favorite preacher, or go, to, go watch general conference services from the past years. If I didn't have that, I would be at a loss because I watch YouTube videos all the time of preaching. So you mentioned you had a website and that you're working to make these YouTube videos, YouTube preaching videos accessible to the deaf community. Tell us a little bit more how you're doing that. So our desire is everything that is is accessible to the hearing we're going to make for the deaf. So I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to grab some of these preachers and I'm going to put them and we're going to put a side by side and so I'm going to start interpreting, and I have other interpreters that are, are willing to interpret. Um, but the one thing that is really important to us is we're trying to get out to these preachers and to these churches that if they could donate to Deaf Connections Incorporated, it's a nonprofit organization. It's not run by the UPCI, but it's endorsed by the UPCI. And um, we want to be able to have them give money to this so that we can hire interpreters like myself, like Sister Marillo, like other people, because I work a full-time job. To take another 20 hours to put a book together, like right now I'm interpreting Brother Bernard's books. 
and those are deep. It, I have to do preparation and I have to sit in front of the camera and I have to make sure that I'm not making a mistake. It, to do one of his books isn't a five-minute deal. Sure. It's going to be months before that book is done. But I want the deaf Absolutely. to have the same depth that any hearing preacher would have. Absolutely. And, but it's going to also take time. So if we can get money into there, then I could pay an interpreter to say, hey, I'm a professional interpreter. You're a professional interpreter. You're a professional interpreter. We can have three or four or five professional interpreters. And the more resources we'll be able to get out for the deaf whether it be preaching on YouTube, whether it be books from our, you know, PPH, whether it be podcasts, whether it be anything, we could take anything and interpret it on there. Oh. And, and they would have the same things that we have in the hearing world, but it would be interpreted for the deaf. That's amazing. Tell us again how, to, how someone could um, donate to that if they, you know, if they feel a call or feel just like the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. I think if we us as individuals, more of us become moved with compassion towards a group of people, any people, just souls in general, that we are more inclined to do a little more, to give a little more. Tell us about how we can give once again. So Deaf Connections, Inc, I-N-C dot com. That is our website. Right now it's just like a, uh, it's got kind of like a generic picture and stuff on there because we just got endorsed at National Deaf Conference. That's so, awesome. Yeah, by uh, hopefully by General Conference we will be up and running, but they can get a hold of me through that website. And we will have a donation button probably in the next month to put on there where people can just donate to this. And if you think about it, any pastor or church that donates it, you are going to benefit by having souls in your church. Absolutely. Because on there, we're going to have, we're going to teach sign language from ABCs all the way up to being a professional interpreter. So if you don't have a deaf ministry, we're going to have things on there that's going to teach you how to have a deaf ministry. We're going to have videos on there to teach pastors about deaf ministry. We're going to teach deaf saints about here. Here's where you go to get that in depth. Because maybe a church is just starting out and that interpreter was like me when I first started. I was not good at all. (laughs) And so I don't know how much of the word of God they got in the first year of me interpreting. Um, but, you know, God can anoint that and they can go there and get that in-depth. What is repentance? What is baptism oh, wow. in Jesus' yeah. name? What is the gift of the Holy Ghost? And how does that look for a deaf person? Because I'll tell you, deaf people are like, I got to talk? What do you mean I got to talk? I don't talk. Yeah. I use my hands. Can I get the Holy Ghost in my hands? No, you got to talk. You got to speak. You know, and that's, that's they're not used to that. Yeah. And it just educating them, educating our pastors, educating our churches, educating our deaf ministry. It's going to be a one-stop shop that's just going to bring us to a new level in deaf ministry. That's incredible. That's awesome. So thank you again, Mindy, uh, Sister Mindy Olson, for being with us uh, on the Kingdom Conversation podcast. We uh, definitely feel your burden. Thank you for sharing the burden and the vision that the Lord gave you. Uh, Before uh, we leave, I do want to speak faith that this ministry is going to expand. There's going to be more deaf uh, people that are going to receive the Holy Ghost, and even if they don't believe that they can't uh, talk as deaf people, I believe the power of the Holy Ghost, because it is written in Scripture that you will speak in another tongue. I believe that when they do receive the gift of the Holy Ghost through your ministry, that they will begin to speak in other tongues. And who knows? I speak faith that they'll be they'll begin to talk yes normal uh, and hopefully be healed in Jesus' name. But they will receive. Uh, what is being preached through this ministry. They will love the Lord, and they will become great friends with the kingdom of God. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. We look forward to another kingdom conversation with you.